the Grammy-winning band from Asheville, North Carolina, the Steep Canyon Rangers, began playing together when they were all in college at UNC Chapel Hill, diving deep into bluegrass in its most traditional form. Over the years, the Steep Canyon Rangers have become well-known for their collaborations, most notably with actor, comedian, and banjo player Steve Martin. The Steep Canyon Rangers will be performing at the Community Arts Center in Williamsport on Thursday, March the 2nd. I had the opportunity to speak to Graham Sharp of the Steep Canyon Rangers recently and asked him first about the origins of the band. Well, yeah, you know, started as just a group of friends uh, in college, actually, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We just loved bluegrass and we were very new to it, very green, and just enjoyed each other's company, loved the music, and we're working really hard at it. And we still enjoy it enough to maybe not realize how hard we're working at it, but it's so blessed I wake up every day and still want to work on the music and get better. Yeah, so we're, we're just a six-piece uh, pseudo-bluegrass outfit these days. We've been doing original music for the most part the whole time in our career. Managed to win a Grammy and various awards along the way. So, yeah, it's been amazing. You make it sound like winning a Grammy is dead easy. <laughs> but I know well, there's a lot of work and a lot of sweat that goes into yeah. producing albums that are so great that you develop a following like that. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, you know, the hard part is being in any band and a lot, a lot of types of work is, is just the travel and, and the things that aren't the actual job itself. I mean, the music and the writing of the music and arranging it, performing it, I mean, that all is beautiful. You know, the hard part is being away from family and, and travel and things like that. But yeah, as far as luck goes, you mentioned, I mean, we've been very fortunate to have a group of guys that's really simpatico as far as our various talents on and off the stage, especially off the stage, because that's a huge part of it. We get along really well and I think are good communicators with each other and have figured out a way to keep things sustainable over a long period of time. Let's talk about the lineup of Steep Canyon Rangers. Who is in the group? Yes, so myself, I play banjo and guitar, harmonica and a little bit of this and that. And then Mike Gugino is the mandolin player. He does sings a lot of harmony as well. Uh, Barrett Smith plays bass and sings. Aaron Burdett plays guitar and sings, and he's uh, actually a new member as of last year. Nikki Sanders is our wonderful fiddle player, and Mike Ashworth plays drums, but then we also have a big part of our show where he comes off the drums, and he's a great guitar player, dobro player, banjo player, singer, jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. You're based in Asheville, North Carolina? That's right. Yeah, you know, these days we're three of us are in Asheville, two in a little town called Brevard, and then Aaron is from Saluda, which is a little farther down the hill towards South Carolina. So we're all western North Carolina within about an hour of each other here. Asheville and Chapel Hill produces such great musicians. What do you think it is? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's just kind of been waves of people who kind of come to the area is sort of a mecca and to search it out. You know, a lot of the people around Chapel Hill that we knew had come during like the folk music boom to learn from like Tommy Gerald and Elizabeth Cotton and some of the people from right around the Piedmont and their really traditional styles. 
um, Doc Watson as well. I mean, all these people, you could kind of just show up at their door and hang around and end up just sort of sitting around while they're playing music and watching them. And, you know, we did a record a few years back where we paid tribute to a bunch of our favorite North Carolina artists and did some of their songs. It was hard to choose. I mean, we, we could have gone through 20 volumes and not hit everybody from North Carolina. But I guess a lot of it is just sort of the variety here. So, I mean, you've got, you know, everything from jazz. I mean, on this record, we did like Thelonious Monk. You've got people like Thelonious Monk, Nina Simone. You've got the biggest seller of traditional music back in, I don't know, pre-Depression era. There's a guy named Charlie Poole and the Carolina Ramblers. And he was from Eden, North Carolina, a mill worker. Um, and he played banjo. And then you have Earl Scruggs, who also came up in a mill town and a family of mill workers. And he was obviously a hugely influential banjo player. Um, then you got people like great blues artists, like Libby Cotton, got the old time artists like Ola Bell Reed, who we covered. Um, then you got songwriters like James Taylor. It's just, it's just very, very diverse. I think you've hit upon it in my experience with folk music, not only in the United States, but also around the world, is you get working people, mill workers, coal miners, farmers, all kinds of working people who get together and play. And so their children are brought up on this experience of local music. And I think that that is key. It's a deep and and rich tradition, and you see it spreading, you know, within, I mean, it doesn't take many generations for that to spread to somewhere like, say, Colorado, you know, where all of a sudden now people have moved there and their kids are growing up listening to them play this music. So, I mean, the, the tradition really travels quite quickly. I was not familiar with bluegrass growing up at all. It was around a little bit, and then even when we were in college, we were in this very insular university town world, you know, our own little space. And all of a sudden we meet somebody and he takes us 15 minutes outside the city to a bluegrass festival. And there's just a whole world. And you discover that like you've been surrounded by the best players in the world, some of them this whole time and not even known it. And yeah, I remember experiencing it live like that for the first time. And I mean, there's a visceral kind of quality the bluegrass, you know, it's just the instruments, really no distance between you and the sound as far as like amps and electronics and all that. It's really, uh, it's just really directly impactful. And man, it, it made my heart jump, that's for sure. Let's talk about some of the collaborations you've done, of course, famously with Steve Martin. How did that come about? It was really happenstance. You know, we had gotten to know a young lady. We were in uh, in New York City, and through a, a friend of our guitar player at the time, a friend of his brother, was a writer, and she wrote for the New Yorker some, and she was a fan of the band, and we met her and stayed with her, maybe in her apartment once or twice. Anyway, she went on to marry Steve, and uh, they're married and have a child, and she's absolutely wonderful, and this was around the time when Steve was, releasing his first bluegrass record maybe 2008 somewhere around there and i guess his agent gave him an option basically said well you know if you want to go out and tour and play you can either sort of hire you know all the hot shots get a guitar player and a mandolin and a fiddle and a bass and a guitar just hire whoever's available for each tour or you can find a band 
and that'll kind of be a band to, that you can do a tour with. So we very informally, I think, met up at a spaghetti dinner near where we live and played songs with Steve. And that turned into him guesting with us at our festival that we have down here for just a couple songs. And then we were up in New York and he came and guested with us for a couple songs. And as soon as this possibility came around, we immediately just learned every tune on his record, basically note for note. And, and he'll describe his playing, you know, and his, his history in it. I mean, so much of it he did alone out of band and even just in a trailer at a movie set or something like that. And, even on stage, solo show, you know, he describes, well, he had never played it with a band. When recording, he just kind of plays his parts and the producer puts a band on it. So we got together for the first time, and I think it was the first time he had ever played these songs with a live band. It was just from the word go. It was a great partnership, and we have, have not stopped since. It is wonderful to hear collaborations like that that become a great partnership. Yeah with Steve he's always listened to us and we've always listened to him he came into it very much as is kind of a novice in it so he was looking to us a lot of times for a sense of I guess security or validation or whatever we had that to offer and and also I mean you get to see really quickly just how hard of a worker he is he's not just in it just trying to like do some little vanity project I mean he works really really hard at it so always a huge amount of respect as far as that goes between us and he he could see how hard we worked at it as well so i think we had that in common can you talk about other collaborations that you've done almost anybody we meet there's something we can reach back in tradition and collaborate and, and play with you know we did a, a symphony record with the Asheville symphony which was a really fun collaboration a couple of years ago an arranger we've known named jonathan Sachs took a handful of our songs and we do these symphony shows from time to time with the full symphony and we play our songs together, but we did one with the Asheville Symphony Orchestra, which was great. And the producer really wanted a guest artist on it, on this record, to sing a song with us. And I remember he called us one day and said, I've got it. I'm going to get Boys to Men to sing this song with you. Boys to Men is like, I mean, when I was in middle school, Boys to Men was just, they were superstars. And also seemingly very far from what we do. But the producer was like, y'all are a vocal band. They're a vocal band. We're going to sing, you know, do this song together. And it's going to be amazing. And, and sure enough, we did a song I wrote called Be Still Moses with Boys to Men. And to hear them singing, you know, these words and melodies that I'd written a decade before, it was absolutely amazing. So that's probably our most unexpected collaboration, I would say. On your various albums, how much of your music is original written by band members, and do you all write? Yeah, you know, I think we gravitate towards doing our own songs, but we're still moving towards this. It's important to have other voices, maybe from outside the band, or other songs that people recognize and relate to and put it in our context and maybe shine a different light on it. But usually our records are almost all our own songs. We just finished recording one, and we have one cover song on there, which is just a beautiful, perfect song for us, and I'm so glad we did it because we have really some good writers in the band, but, you know, sometimes you need a fresh voice or, or a voice from outside to uh, just expand your breath a little bit. And how much of traditional bluegrass music is there? Is there a huge repertoire of old traditional songs that you can tap into? Sure. When we were learning, that's all we did was learn the 
the kind of the traditional canon. And then, you know, when you're at a festival or something like that, there's 250 songs that you can play with almost anybody there. So that's something that we do, you know, a lot just for our own enjoyment, like backstage and on the bus and whatnot. We don't do a lot of traditional bluegrass on stage, but we do uh, to some degree. And I'd like to do more. Like I say, we get so excited with our own material that we tend to gravitate towards that. But if I'm just learning or trying to stay sharp on my instrument, that's what I go back to. But the traditional bluegrass, especially me being a banjo player. The traditional bluegrass is always is always in there. Your latest album is Arm in Arm. That's right. Would you like to talk a little bit about this album? Sure. Well, you know, Arm in Arm, I think, you know, any album is, is just kind of a snapshot of where you are in time. A lot of it just came about in the moment. We had some, some songs we really loved and weren't quite sure how we were going to put them together. We had one moment where actually a guy who wrote the chart for the symphony for the boys to men song just showed up to just listen in the studio and we managed to talk him into sitting down at the piano and as he did the engineer put a mic up on the piano and we all sort of snuck over and picked up our instruments and just started jamming on a couple chords and we ended up turning that into one of the songs on the record i think with every record you just sort of look for these moments and just try to move from one special moment to the next is i think a great way to sort of organize an album and hopefully that's what we did on Arm and Arm. You're on tour at the moment and you're coming to Williamsport. How do you plan a show? Is each place, do you add different bits? Do you use a set list? You know, for us, I've found that it's better to change things up. I have a whole list of set lists on my phone, so I look at the last time we played in the area of Williamsport and make sure we do something different from that. We've got so much to choose from at this point. The idea is to always keep it as fresh as possible and keep the show moving to different people and so everybody can get a spotlight at, at some point. And we have a lot of new material from a record we just recorded last week. So we'll have a lot of new stuff in the show from that. So that's super exciting. Graham Sharp of the Steep Canyon Rangers. The Steep Canyon Rangers will be performing in Williamsport at the Community Arts Centre on Thursday, March the 2nd. Their show begins at 7.30pm. But before they come on stage, the opening band, the Sylvan Dell Stragglers, will begin at 6.30pm. The Sylvan Dell Stragglers are a four-piece progressive bluegrass newgrass band that formed through late-night jams in the Sylvan Dell and downtown Williamsport. Consisting of a variety of traditional string instruments, the stragglers weave through roots music with an open attitude towards improvisation and song arrangements outside of, but including, bluegrass standards. A ticket to the Steep Canyon Rangers performance will be required to see the Sylvandale stragglers. The Sylvandale stragglers will begin their show at 6.30pm on Thursday, March the 2nd at the Community Arts Centre in Williamsport, and then the headliners, the Steep Canyon Rangers, will begin at 7.30pm. For tickets and more details, you can visit the Community Arts Centre online at caclive.com or call the box office at 570-326-2424. 
That's the Grammy-winning Steep Canyon Rangers. Thursday, March the 2nd, at the Community Arts Centre in Williamsport. Their programme begins at 7.30pm. CAClive.com or 570-326-2424. Thank you very much to Graham Sharp of the Steep Canyon Rangers. And thanks to you, Fiona Powell. Be still, Moses, don't make a sound. Be still, Moses, don't make a sound.